Today's episode of I Just Wanna Chat is brought to you by Bloody Buddy Cup. Guess what? Not only is the podcast back, but guess what else is also back? My period. The podcast took a year hiatus because I got pregnant and had a baby, and so did my period. But now it's back. The pod is back, my period is back, but guess what? I'm not even sweating it. I legitimately, I saw that my period had come back at four months postpartum, mind you, so you know, a little annoyed. Like a week after I stopped breastfeeding, it was insane. But anyway, I, I digress, that's not the point of this. The point of this is, I saw that I had my period, and I thought, that's annoying, I can't believe it. But it's okay, where's my cup? Found my cup, used it, and then did not sweat it. The entire period. I was like mildly annoyed that it already had come back, but really, with the bloody buddy cup, I don't worry about my period. There's so much freedom in having your period and not having to worry about it 24-7. With the Bloody Buddy Cup, you just put it in and you don't have to think about your period for legitimately 12 hours. You have 12 hours of period freedom where you're not changing pads, you're not hiding tampons and like little tiny like trash cans in public bathrooms. And it's just easier. I've been blessed with like relatively easy periods. I don't have to deal with cramps or anything that much like that, but... Not having to deal with the bleeding is an insane, life-changing thing. I am so happy that I have Bloody Buddy in my life, and I'm so happy that I get to share it all with you. You can use my code WANNACHAT for 10% off at bloodybuddycup.com, and they have so many cute colors, and there's like a really good size guide on there. They come in large, small, and teen, so there will be a size for everybody on there. And if you're thinking, wow, this sounds like TMI, I did not tune into this podcast to listen to Mary talk about her period. It's a little, a little gnarly, Mary. Um, you know what? I'm willing to be a little gnarly if it helps even just one of you find the period freedom that I have. So anyway, go to bloodybuddycup.com, use my code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your purchase and enjoy the period freedom because it is so sweet. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm so excited because we have a funny, fun, informative, cool, hilarious episode of the podcast today, which is really like, you know, all that we want. We just want like fun, informative, cool podcasts about like religious cults and online influencer vloggers and their children and Bill Murray dating the girl that sings my milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard song keyless i i learned her name was keyless um anyway it's gonna be a really good podcast today i have stephanie morris um she is a stand-up comedian from arizona she's my guest today and she is so funny i'm so excited for you all to hear her and enjoy her um but i will say let me preface this episode last week was kind of like a weird week in pop culture news like there wasn't that much going on um so we like deep dove into some very like niche topics and I understand that some of those topics might not be for everybody. I'm specifically talking about like the deep dive that we did on the Duggars and then the deep dive that we did on the eight passengers vlogger family, which by the way, if you have never heard or deep dug into the eight passengers vlogger family, I would stick around for that one. I mean, stick around for the whole thing. I'm just trying to give you all options here, you know? Anyway, so what I did because we did get into like some like very niche topics and I didn't want to deter anybody. I went into the caption of this episode and I timestamped everything that we talked about or like, you know, the general topics. So if you know that you want to like stay around for like the Duggar chat and like some other like fun chats and like Stephanie like gave some like really fun 
like stories about her life in the comedy world. Those are really cool. Stick around for those. If you want to do those, um, just go to the like description of this episode. Then you should be able to like click on the timestamp for what you want if you don't want to listen to the whole thing. But I mean, listen to the whole thing. We're we're funny and we're good. And uh, yeah, so anyway, I'm really good at this, as you can tell. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here it is. Hello, everybody. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm so excited because today we are joined with somebody that I definitely had booked well in advance. I did not ask her day of and she did not so kindly make herself available to me with like six hours notice. Stephanie Morris of at Stephanie Morris Comedy also goes by Sheppy. Hello, Stephanie. <laughs> Sheppy. Hello, hello, hello. I am so thrilled that you're here. I'm so excited. I feel like I hit the jackpot um especially because there's like two topics it's been a slow news week in the pop culture world yeah if if you like need any proof of that just go to the e-news um instagram they're really like pulling from their archives of like here's something that ryan gosling said about the barbie movie in like 2021 like they're really really pulling for content this week and when the e-news instagram is struggling like you know that the pop culture world at large is struggling but there's two topics that you're like you are the only person I could talk to about these and I'm so excited so thank you for I'm here, here for you I'm here for you Mary of course as always I as always. I gotta say I can't like dive too deep into what I mean exactly by this but you know those people who are on like your same wavelength there are things yes. that I dm Stephanie with little to no explanation and she just knows exactly what I want to talk about. Like I could just send her the Instagram story. And I've story. done the same. Yeah. And, I could just and send I've done her, the same. And I, I send her an Instagram story of an influencer, no explanation. And immediately Stephanie will be like, I'm so glad he's on this because blah, blah, blah. Or normally that's like, that's me. I, but like I, we're I on the same. I think it's important to note that you've never met in person. We're doing what? Sorry, you blinked out. Like we've never met, we've never met in person. Me and you have I've, never met in person. We and, have had three Zoom calls and fifty-seven voice memos. Yeah, but like we've never met in person. But like the fact that we have the same issues with the same, like very niche things, I don't know anybody else like that. I can literally send Mary like a three-word message, and she'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Yes, I don't have like, to like say their name, and it's. Yeah, it's like either like a three word or just like, hey, here's this clip. What do you think? And it's immediately like, oh, yeah, she's got some effing nerve. Exactly. Whereas like everyone else who sees it sees nothing wrong. Nothing. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, so I'm so happy that she's here. This is going to be a real good one. Um, We have like some like Instagram user submitted questions that I'll like sprinkle through the pod. But really, there's like two things that bring us together today. Um, well, right off the bat, one news, a celebrity, one piece of celebrity news that like came across our desk this week was that um, Kellis, is that her name? Keyless Kellis of My Milkshake Springs, All the Boys to the oh, Yard fame. Oh, 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 I'm still, I, I still have whiplash. I'm still, I'm still not well. I have not been able to like, I haven't been to therapy since I got the news. And so I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, I want to support it and I want to like it, but it, 
it's it's like seeing my own parents in the room together like uh it, my head would explode if I was all my parents together it's it wouldn't make any sense um for those yeah. who don't know what we're talking about you're gonna wish that you didn't but Kellis Kellis I'm pretty sure it's Kellis though is mm-hmm. um reportedly dating Bill Murray and she sings the my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard song yeah that's like which, and then wasn't her husband like murdered last year? Yes, she does have like a tragic recent story. Yes, and now she's dating Bill Murray, which you know what? God bless, love God Bill bless. Murray. We love Bill Murray. I feel love like Bill, Bill Murray is like he's gone into like old celebrity folklore category where like you used to hear all these weird stories of him. Like, have you I seen found- the documentary? No. There's a documentary on Hulu where all these people with crazy stories about Bill Murray just showing up to their house parties and stuff okay, tell their story. Okay, that's what I was about to say because I feel like I used to hear all these stories where it's like, I met Bill Murray at a bar and then he like followed us to dinner yeah. and just like sat like, down. and he's going after that? And then he'll hang out with them for the night. Yeah, And it's like, a whole documentary just full of people's stories. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. All right. Find that on next week's what I watch this week post. It's on, on Hulu. Episode. It's on Hulu. Like the cover looks like it's like Bill Murray's like Bigfoot. It's like it's like you said. It's like folklore. Like it's like he's this yeah. entity that's out there somewhere, and only the select few actually get to see him that way. And like you see pictures of him and like people's wedding photos, like their wedding invitations. Like yeah. I was taking my wedding invitation photos in Central Park, and we found Bill Murray, and that, now he's on our wedding invitation. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's with My Milkshakes Brings All the Boys to the Yard. I'm sure she has other talents and other accolades. Let me... Oh, I'm sure she has many other songs. Let... But as a millennial, that that was like a... that's That defined, that song defines my my generation, my culture, if you will. And um... so her song, Milkshake, has 259 million plays on Spotify. Her next most popular song is Bounce with calvin harris do you know that song i don't know that song i'm unfamiliar i kind of wonder if maybe it's a sample like featuring callus the only thing i can think of with the word the word bounce is that will smith song that miami now bounce with me bounce with me or is that the men in black song there's a there's a there's a will smith song where he says now bounce with me bounce with me i think that's the only song i know the word bounce in it hmm i I don't know if you were deep into the Jonas Brothers fandom back in uh, the the 2006 to 2008 I, or 9 I was range. Not. My sister was very deep into it. I um, I was very emo at the time, and they were not for the emo crowd. Mm, so then you were a Demi Lovato fan? Not even Demi Lovato. She was, she was really she was really trying with the emo thing. She like tried. She tried. I am. Um, I mean, Ashley Simpson broke through. She made it yes. to the other side. Um, but Demi Lovato fell short. That is that is true. Demi Lovato, unfortunately, does tend to do that. Like, I feel like she always is, like, so close to the brink of success. Even, like, this last yes. year, she had that song, 29, which was, oh, like, a banger. God. And, like, very emotionally, like, people really resonated with it. And they're like, wow, yeah. like, this is what it's like, like to be groomed. Like, this is what it's like to be in a relationship with somebody that should have known better. And then Taylor Swift, just two months later, has to come in under the radar and be like, oh, interesting idea. Here's what have, what have could have, should have. Like an amazingly, yeah. like, 50 times more, like, well-written song of the same concept, which is kind of like Blue 29 Gosh, by Demi Lovato. So good. 
It is a cheddar water cutta is so good. It's literally, I think it's it was an instant like top ten. Rolling Stone has it in like the sixties on their top one hundred or like their ranking of all Taylor Swift songs ever. And I'm like, this no. was written by a man. This no, yeah, one hundred percent was written by a man. Like, yeah, and it was Rob Sheffield, yeah. who like oh. he thinks that New Romantics is like the best song ever written. Where I'm like, that song doesn't even crack like the top one hundred and fifties for me um yeah so anyway but how did i even get on this topic oh bounce the jonas brothers back in the day they used to have this youtube channel to like get the fandom hyped up and in the beginning they were like very funny like funny like videos made with like their flip camera remember those like their little like vlogging dumb camera but then the production value increased and they have this bodyguard named big rob not to be confused with Rob, or big from Robin Big, they had this bodyguard that they just decided like, oh, this is a black man. He has to become a rapper. Like they put him in their song "Burning Up" as a rapper. He had no rap experience, and then they tried to make this popular song called "Bounce" to like promote his rapping career. But the song was literally like, "I'm the kind of guy that likes to bounce. I'm the kind of guy that's got a pet a pet mouse." I'm the kind of guy that likes to scream and all the people like to follow me. I couldn't do a simple math equation, but yet I do have all those lyrics like banked in the back of my brain. That whole story, we could that that whole story is 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 a lot to digest. But um, <laughs> anyway, congratulations to that couple. We Bill Murray more we love you. Come on the podcast sometime, bud. Do we know the status? I'm sure he would like to. I actually, like four years ago, had the idea I was going to start a podcast called Bill Murray, Please Come on My Podcast. And every episode would just me like giving Bill Murray reasons why you should just come on my podcast and like just talk about Bill Murray constantly to the point. And like in my brain, I just figured he'd eventually hear about the podcast and be on my podcast. Realistically, so you're in the comedy world. Realistically, what do you think your degree of separation is from Bill Murray? Very close. If so, you plotted it out, like if you got a whiteboard, let me tell you. Let me tell you my connections, Mary. Um, here's here's what people don't understand about like the comedy world. Um, there's a few things. One, like comics, it like comics respect other comics no matter the level you're at. So like, um, like Dave Chappelle is known to be like a comics comic, like. Th- Plenty of times people will go up to Dave Chappelle at a bar and be like, hey, I'm a comic. Can I open for you? And he'll give them 10 minutes before his show. Like he's in like a lot of there. It's kind of like if you're out there doing this, we are the same. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time swallowing that pill because I'm like to me, I'm like Jerry Seinfeld's a comic. I'm I'm not a comic like that's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean, though? Where it's yeah. like imposter syndrome. As the that Instagram that girlies that will call it. If that's what my therapist told me last I, week, I can't remember. I think you should probably go buy someone's $800 course on imposter syndrome. Yes, I, I, should, I, should, I should. I should jump on that immediately. Yes. Uh, make sure my shots are aligned. Um, God bless. No, so um, so yeah, there's like, it, it's a very much like a, so I've opened for some pretty big names and how welcoming they are and how much they want to just talk comedy with me, especially if you're funny. Like if you go up and they hear you and they think you're funny, you're in. 
it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. It doesn't matter how famous you are. Like if they think you're funny, we're cool. So I did a weekend for um, a man named Brian Kiley. Everyone go look at Brian Kiley on Spotify. He has a comedy record. Um, he is Conan O'Brien's head writer of 30 years. And I didn't know. So Conan O'Brien is like my holy grail. Like, and I didn't know that about him. I had no idea who he was when I went into open for him. I did a whole weekend with him. And I go to the club and I go in the green room and he's there. And I'm like, hi, Brian, my name's Stephanie. I'm your open. I'm hosting and I'm your opener. Because, well, I should explain this as well. I get booked at clubs that bring in traveling comics who don't have their own openers. They'll hire me to do their show for them. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. So I work with a lot of traveling comics. And so we sit down and we just start talking. And he's the nicest guy. And the club owner comes in and his name's Tom. And Tom's like, Stephanie, did you meet Brian? I'm like, yeah, we've been sitting here talking. And he's like, has Brian told you that he's Conan O'Brien's head writer? And Mary, like, I couldn't speak. I have never looked like such an idiot to the point where Tom, the club owner, says, she's usually a lot cooler than this. Like, I was... I was a mess. I like, I couldn't, I couldn't string two words together. Like it was so awful. And I asked him if he would be willing to listen to my set. And we did four shows together. So he listened to my first set. And afterwards he's like, you can clearly write a joke. And I'm like, listen, dude, like I would love to take you to dinner. Like, can, can I take you dinner tomorrow night and I can just pick your brain? And he said, yes. And I couldn't believe it. And I took Conan O'Brien's head writer of 30 years. He's like best friends with Conan O'Brien. He's toured with Jerry Seinfeld and we just went and had dinner and we text all the time now and I'll text him and be like, Hey, I need some advice. And he's like, sure. What's up? Like he's, he's like big time Buko. Like he, he posts picture. He just won an Emmy for writing. Like he's incredible. And then, um, I mean, I opened for Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy loved me, like loved me. And so it's really not that when Jamie Kennedy is friends with like Steve Martin, mm-hmm. they've done show, they've done movies together and that kind of thing. And so who else? Wayne, Wayne Fetterman's another one I've worked for who's like one of the background people that like, so Adam Sandler just won the Mark Twain Award, which is a comedy award. And next to him the whole time was Wayne Fetterman, like they're best friends. And I opened for Wayne Fetterman last year and he's coming back New Year's and asked me if I'd open for him again. Love Wayne Fetterman. Incredible. And so, so it's like, I'm close. I'm just like right out. I'm right there. I'm right so there. So I would just- say with the Conan guy alone, Oh, the Conan guy alone. Yeah, that puts you to maybe one degrees. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So that was one thing I like asked Like, if he about. does not know, then Conan knows. Oh, he, he was, well, he was, like, because I was asking him, because, like, one thing, especially in green rooms with older men comics who've been doing this for 40 years, they just love to tell you their stories. Like, they want to mm-hmm. talk comedy with you. That's what they love to do. And I love to listen and talk to them. And so they don't mind you asking about certain comics. And so mm-hmm. I was asking about like Steve Martin and Martin short, who are just like gods in the comedy world to me. And he was telling me these stories about like Christmas parties at Colonel Brian's house with Martin short and how Conan's dog hates Martin short. And like, I was like, there's no way like you're sitting in my minivan right now, dude. Like there's no, cause I had to pick him up from his hotel because he had no car and drove Incredible. him in my minivan. Incredible. Yeah. And then, like, I made my – that morning, I made my kids go to the car wash with me and scrub the car clean. And I was, like, um, the most important human in the world is going to be sitting in this front seat. Like, I, this minivan needs to be no sign of children. He gets shine, in like, and he's, the like – like, the Chrysler building. 
he gets in the van and he like looks around. He's like, I don't think I've ever seen a cleaner van. I was like, oh, this like, no, like this is embarrassing. Like, Please, is this like one of my little quirks or I always have to have a clean van yeah me. yeah not, I literally was like at that car wash like get under the mats take out your car seats <laughs> away I don't care anymore and he was really impressed by how clean my car was I'm like oh this old thing like oh my it gosh was, it was quick really- quick aside so I when I saw Nate Bargatze okay. uh I saw his show last week he was very good. But I can't stop thinking about his opener, who was as good, if not better. Oh, who was well, it? One, you know? one of his, yeah, I just pulled up his Instagram so I could do it. Julian McCullough. I think that McCullough, McCullough. His, and he was like the first opener. Then there was like another opener, Nick something. I can't remember his name. I didn't, I wasn't like loving it. Um, He was funny, but the other two were just so high above him and skill how much and i mean we don't have to get like super into it but how much of it do you think is like making in the comedy world is like luck of like the eyeballs that get on you Mm -hmm. versus like really being the best is that like kind of like a weird or cheap question i was watching it i'm like these guys two guys are equally funny this guy has 25 minutes nate bargatze has an hour yeah so um i mean i I don't know how to like so one thing i love about comedy is it's such like an organic thing like you're either good or you're not like there's really no nepotism in it like if you're not funny you're not gonna get booked i I think that all the time when people um love to call those guys from please don't destroy um yeah snl guys like when they call them nepo babies i'm like Yes, it is true, but they're the funniest thing about SNL every single week. So, so like, if like you have the time, yeah, with them, it's kind of like, would they have been given the opportunity so soon if their parents aren't who they are? No. Do you know what I mean? And like, so like, okay, this is gonna. I I don't I don't know how this is gonna sound, but I'm gonna say it. Like, I think also their taste in comedy and their understanding of comedy is much higher than the average bear, strictly like they, because like. So like my kid, my kid came home from school one day and was telling me all about Studio C and that it was the funniest thing, which no slack on Studio C. Good shit. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear here. I'm so sorry, Mary. We have strict um, rules. It's, it's, it's good stuff, but it's not like what I want my kid to think top tier comedy is. So that night I showed him Chris Farley movies because I'm like, comedy is so important to me that it's important to me for you to understand that like. There's different types of comedy and levels of comedy and reason things are funny. And like, we have a talk, we talk, I talk to my kids all the time about like why things are funny. When, when are they not funny? Like you, how, why can you tell a joke here and then not repeat it 20 minutes later and it doesn't work? Like, Mm -hmm. so I, my kids have like a, I hope my kids have a better understanding of what could be just because it's important to me. But well, and yeah, like there's definitely friends who come over and think like, a trident commercial is funny i'm like mm-hmm. no please yeah like seeing like the studio c guy get hit in the face with a soccer ball like 40 times in a row where it's like oh this is so funny yeah well, um, they have they have very funny things like i don't yeah. i don't want they are really good but i know they what you mean good. and when it comes um, like the bro- please don't just destroy guys yeah like there's for sure like a privilege and like nepotism like they started at like second base comedy wise yeah. or whatever like they yeah. were born into it and they had great influences or whatever but like you can't watch their skits and it's the funniest thing 
of SNL every single week and say like they don't deserve to be there, you know? Like no, their path and to, to the show was easier, but they earned the spot. Yeah. No, but they but they continue to prove that they earn it. Yeah. They continue to prove that they should be there. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they like where they started on the ladder is different, but mm-hmm. they they prove every week that they are the ones that should be there. Like yes. And so that's one thing I do love about comedy. Another thing is like, it is, it, it is a lot like who sees you. So I was like, so how I got booked with the head writer of Conan, I had done a competition and one of the judges owned that club and I didn't win the competition, but he thought it was great. And he booked me and he, he thinks I'm, he sees a lot of potential in me. So he puts me in rooms with like Wayne Fetterman and Brian Kiley and like all these people that I can rub shoulders with and make connections with. And do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like last time when Federman was here, I talked to him about opening for him when he tours and he like told me what he wanted to see for me and that kind of thing. And then he was coming back into town and the club owner reached out to me. He's like, Wayne wants to know if you're open for him. I'm like, absolutely. Like, so Perfect. yeah, it's like one of those things. Like it's, but again, if you're not funny, like you're just not going to get booked. Like mm-hmm. at yeah, the end this- of the day, are running a company like they're running a business and mm-hmm. they need butts in the seats they need people to buy alcohol and they need you to be funny that's it so. 100%. this guy like i cannot stop talking about him like at every like social setting i'm in i'm like yeah oh yeah i saw like nate bargatze and i mean like every mormon or mormon adjacent person in vegas saw nate bargatze this weekend yeah so he um, was he's he filmed his special here he he's very 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 funny yeah, he, and, he filmed a special at Stand Up Live in Tempe. Um, weirdest side note, this is probably weird to put into recording. What? But I guess like not that weird. So like I would have never, this is going to be like a stream of consciousness and I promise it's going somewhere. I like have never watched like one of his specials and been like, he's so hot or like he's so attractive or anything. Like, yeah, like he's a good enough looking guy, whatever. But there was something. So like it's a pretty small theater. And I'm like watching him. I'm like, he's so attractive. Like, this is like so good. Okay. But I think it's that comedy charisma, which now solves the question. Yes. The age old question. How does Pete Davidson get the, the How does Pete women? Davidson pull all these girls? It's that charisma. Like, I, I mean, look, look at, look at like Adam Sandler's wife. And oh, yeah. I mean, all these men are married to absolute models. And they all like, came before the money, too. Like, I feel like comic um, wives and stuff, like, you could trace them down and like they've been married to their spouses for a very very yeah a lot of them have yeah like adam sandler's wife like came before the money or whatnot or like i'm sure he had like somewhat like fame or whatever but i think he's been married for a very long time but yeah like i was sitting there and i'm like okay this man's very attractive never thought it before i came into the theater today and now this solves the the question like he got kim kardashian because of the charisma i saw chris Chris, I can't think of his last Yellow name right now. Yeah. And I don't want to say the Is that the one that's being canceled because he's a pedophile? Yes. That's not the one I saw. I saw the other Chris. He goes by Christy Chaos on his podcast. He's phenomenal. Okay. And he's not a pervert. But he's one of my husband's favorite comedians. And we went to his show when he was here. And he walked out. And I was like, that is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. Okay, no, that's how I, I was. I never thought it before. And I watched, I've watched his, I, I've seen so much of his stuff. He's very, very funny. But on stage, I was like, there's never been a more beautiful man. Like, and comics are freaking nasty. They are so gross. They are, 
they are so disgusting. Well, like, and this man. What's so funny is I like I. So I had this moment. Okay, we have one minute left until I have to restart the Zoom. Oh, okay. I had this moment. I watched him and I was like, okay, so attractive. Like, what do I do with these feelings? My goodness. Yeah. What What's happening here? I've never thought this before. I had like later on that night, I drop off the babysitter. I Marco Polo, my friend on the way home. And I'm like, okay, Meredith, weirdest thing just happened. Totally into Nate Bargatze. It was a weird thing. But then like in the following days, I had a couple of friends that were able to like meet him. And they like posted pictures with him. So like the very same night or like series of nights. And I was like, no, not hitting. Not no, hitting the same I, as it did in that room, but that charisma. Completely agree. Completely agree. Like this man was, he walked on stage and I was, I I, I forgot I was married and had four kids. Like my uterus grew back. Mm. I was, I was a feral beast. Yeah. I was like, and, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're back. And after a brief intermission, I just have to say that I went and I searched. Her name is Khalees. 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 My bad, everybody. And also... She has that song. I'm not going to sing it now, but it's called Bossy. Um, Bossy. Exactly. I'm on the track. I switched off the beat of the dumb. That's right. I brought yes. all the boys to the yard. That makes sense because she has that line in there. A callback. Oh, we love a callback, Queen. We love that. My goodness. You know and- what? I think this is a really good match. Now, this is yes. great. I um I also saw that she did comment on the relationship and someone said like would you be bothered to um talk about your relationship with Bill Murray and she says no I would not be bothered thank you so I do love her I really yeah, do love, love her, her. now I think that's and, great. and always also, sorry sorry I get super passionate about comedy and I realized I just talked about comedy for thirty minutes no. my bad no. I have no I am trait. so glad that you did all that you did all of that no it was a very good I, combo. Uh, and I'm glad that you happened. You asked me about comedy, and I lost my brain because and, I love it. And I'm glad that I'm not so far off base with that Nate Bargatze thing because it was. I was just kind of like disturbed by it. Like no, I was I driving exactly home, and I'm like, what you're talking about. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. something, something there. Because yeah, even photos from the same night when people are like, "Look who I got to have the opportunity to meet." Yeah. I looked at them, and I'm like, mm, not feeling the same kind of way yeah. that I was a little bit ago. Anyway, we do have topics. Other than Bill Murray. Um, okay. First, we could talk about shiny, happy people. Let's talk about shiny, happy people. Okay. Let's talk about shiny. Can I just first let the listeners know that I have literally dedicated 20 years of my life to the Duggars? Literally. Yes. 20 years of my life have been dedicated to nothing but the Duggars. I have seen them through 16 kids and counting. Like, could I you have... name them in a minute or less? The 19. I don't know if I could do it in order. Not in order. Josh, John David, um, Jana, Jill, Jessa, uh, oh my gosh, Jennifer, Josiah, um, Jackson, Joanna. Oh my gosh. I mean, the, and then there's Ginger. Josie, Ginger, um, there's got to be some Jedi. But I'm, at, I'm at 11 now. Oh my gosh. James. Uh, I can't even. I can't even. I, that's all. I know the name of the dead baby was Jubilee. Jubilee passed away. Yes. And I loved the name. And they buried her on a mountain. And I loved I'm, the name. I'm horrible for the smiling just because I'm just thinking of Jubilee. 
I think it's a really pretty name. So rest Jubilee, in peace, Jubilee. Know. Sincerely, but just I the, don't, the name laugh made me. I don't know what you would call like. Do you nickname her Jew Jubilee? Bubilee? I don't know what you call her. Anyways, I did love the name Jubilee, and it was a very sad story. Um. Uh, Except for I, I forgot that right after she had, after she was told that like the baby wasn't going to make it. That like her first reaction was to, was to say, "Oh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away." Like I forgot that that had happened. No, like it was it was really devastating. And I recently saw that clip and I was sad. like, "Oh, like there was like something extra dark about like your baby." And I mean, and everyone was, deals with was, grief different. She was like past twenty something weeks. It was it was. She a... was yeah, she was past the age of viability. Like, yeah. No, it was it was very 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 sad. Um, but you know Jubilee's name, and then, gosh, why cannot think of I got I got to like what was that thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, and I mean like in the middle, it's just got to be some like minor men, minor yeah. boys probably. Like it's got to be like a Jonah in there. I'm assuming or a Judah. I'm just thinking of Christian no, boy there's names. There's no Jonah. There's no Judah. I can tell you what they're not. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure. Like, how do they're, they get to Jubilee? But they all have like other J names that oh, are. Unturned. Well, and then there's Josie. Josie's not. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Jim Bob. Jim Bob's unwell. Jim Bob. We've known this. Jim Bob's not well. Um. What? Where do you want me to start with the Duggars? Where do you want me? Where Where should I even begin? Well, can so, I can I admit something before before I get canceled for this? Can yes. I tell the can I tell the world on my first ever Facebook account, which I deleted after I got in a fallout with my best friend because I was super emo about it. Okay. Um, I was like seventeen or eighteen, and you know when it used to be like you could update your status to be like Stephanie is feeling or Stephanie's doing or Stephanie mm-hmm. is blank, and I wrote Stephanie is in love with Josh Duggar. In that age. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> oh, like, like a like an boiled egg in rotten milk. Like that was. But I feel like if With anybody that... could pick up anything on me, it would be that. And I but... just want to put it out. I need to get in front of the news story before it's. You know what I mean. You can never sign up for the Bachelor franchise. People will dig that up no. so fast. It, it would do me in. It would. The only thing I have going for me is like it's time stamped. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And this was before any of us knew anything. Okay, All I like, knew from him was what TLC was telling me. Yeah. You were just a pawn in TLC's game. The... Yeah, so when I tell you I dedicated 20 years of my life to the Duggars, I'm not even exaggerating. The audio blinked out when you said how old you were when this status oh, was made. 17. One okay. seven. 17. I believe I was a senior in high school or maybe like, I think I was actually in, this is going to be embarrassing. I think I was in singles where I think I was actually an adult. I think I was like 18. Because the heart wants but the heart wants. <laughs> you were, listen, it you was were... age appropriate. It was age appropriate. I wasn't like it, he wasn't like a child or anything. Like it was age appropriate. But I mean, you're in up. you're in the singles ward. You're looking for a godly man. And Listen, he just checked all the boxes. But no one can judge Mormon. me. They weren't there. They don't understand. So you cannot judge. No one like walk a mile in my shoes and then come and tell me you wouldn't post that at eighteen on your Facebook. 
I just I'm gonna have to take you at your word for that one. That's not an experience I know if I can relate to, but well, uh, as one that's had like many uncomfortable celebrity crushes, I but it's within the realm of possibility and probably better than some of mine. So that's good. I'm not. I didn't say I was proud. I'm not proud, but it is. It is a skeleton in my closet that needed to be addressed. If we're going to talk about the Duggars. Thank you. Thanks for getting ahead of the news on that one. I need, um, I need to jump ahead of the news because they're going to they're going to run with that story. I. So like my Duggar knowledge is like above average. So like I've followed everything that's happened in the last couple years, like the court case, okay. all that stuff and okay. the trial. Um, and I remember I do have a problem. I do have a problem with like people like jumping on the Duggar bandwagon now. I'm not saying that I'm like even on the ba- bandwagon. Like I didn't yeah. enjoy the documentary. Like I, I feel like if you were somebody that followed this for a very long time and then you saw somebody compile all the information together with maybe one or two little exclusive tidbits that would be like your super bowl like this would be like i mean like when the lula row documentary came out i was like i knew all of this but this is so validating to watch other people who aren't me and who aren't just like reddit trolls like me saying these things out loud i'm enjoying this yeah yeah i i I mean, like I told you on Marco Polo, I had did not see like a single thing on the documentary that I hadn't already seen. Like pictures, old pictures of the kids, old pictures of Mich- I knew exactly who they were and what age and what timeline we were in. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed. I'm no. not ashamed. An interest past. is an interest. An interest is an interest. You could be out um, doing drugs or something. No, I was. I came from a broken home, and they were Let's a family. Come to the Duggars. Um, uh, which was probably, you know, not the greatest. Um, but what do you want? Like, I just, like when the whole thing happened with, like, I honestly thought we saw the end of Josh when the Madison, what is that called? Ashley Madison. That whole thing happened, Ashley Madison, where it came out that he was cheating on his pregnant wife, but not just cheating, but like the women speaking out were like, no, I thought he was going to kill me. Like this man is mm-hmm. not safe, and and his the family has this really weird way of turning everything on like an attack to God. Like to correct them is attacking God, mm-hmm. and to try to say Josh has a problem is attacking God, which is like maybe not the healthiest thing. I just like I think the most disturbing thing which again it wasn't even to me somebody that has like you know above bare minimum knowledge of the Duggars and everything I knew that like they knew that Josh had harmed their daughters and then they took Josh's side and they decided and then they to, tried to, say, to protect Josh. And then Josh. Jim Bob on the court on the stand said he did not recall his daughters ever telling them they were yes. abused. And then what was also super heartbreaking about the documentary was Jill saying how she did not want to do that interview yeah and they were like no you don't understand you have to because otherwise we're gonna lose everything like mm-hmm. how devastating oh that so that was sad. the most i think like the dis- most disgusting part other than like the spanking thing where like i've never so like my knowledge of the duggars begins and ends at the duggars but like i know nothing really of the church and like, okay the- so they would do like so like how it explained really well in the documentary how it was called like a homeschool like conference and it wasn't it was it was like a cult meeting and um, they, they basically like created their own curriculum because Satan's trying to get into your schools and, you know, 
And it's, it's definitely all based off fear. Like it's all just straight up fear, all of Mm -hmm. it. And, um, the parents live in fear that they're going to raise their children wrong. The children live in fear that they're going to be sent to hell. Like, it's just, it's like this terrible, dark, scary circle. But then you have the other layer of like how they push gender roles to like a very unhealthy point. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the homeschool conference, like the girls are in charge of teaching the the toddlers and and daycareing the toddlers while the boys go rappelling and horseback riding and do all these things. And the girls are in charge of the kid camps. And it's like, what are the girls getting out of that? Mm -hmm. Or what are they missing out on? And what would the boys gain from that? And then like, I'm always very uncomfortable when they, when they bring in like, training the boys to go to war do you know what i mean yes I, that's just it it feels yucky like you can teach your boys how to be like brave and courageous and strong and all those things and not teach them like tactical points at the same time because mm-hmm. these boys aren't going to war like and that's the thing they believe they are they believe at some point that's to be in a physical war and so then because they they believe this and they teach their children this and they read this and they they tell themselves this over and over again when they are attacked for like what happened with josh that's the war that's what they've been preparing for yeah it came to pass do you know what i mean like this is what we've and that's like with anna i have such a hard time with like trying to figure out where i stand with her because i do believe that she is just as much as a victim as any other of those girls Mm -hmm. but at some point at some point you get to make your choice Yes. And she has deliberately made the conscious decision to stand by Josh and lie about what happened. Well, and yeah, and I feel like in her position, there's no way. So like, yes, sheltered, indoctrinated, brainwashed, like whatever you want to say by the church, by the influences around her, whatever. Not only is she like a full-blown adult with internet access, like that's kind of like where I... um like when people, Chloe Feynman, who I like think is also one of my favorite people on SNL, people have like, she's now like a new like hated person online and people like any video about her, it's just like, she's a Scientologist. She's, she's a Scientologist. She's a Scientologist. And then it's like, you look into the history or whatever, like, okay, but her parents are like really high up in the Church of Scientology. So that's probably why she's a Scientologist. And so what what level of grace do we extend there? But then also I think like, okay, she was raised this way. But she clearly has internet access. Like, I mean, she made like parody videos of Turtle Creek Lane. Like she's that online where she's able to make parody videos mm-hmm. of Turtle Creek Lane. So she has the access to find out things about Scientology if she so chooses Whatever. And then yes. that's kind of how I feel about Anna and stuff too, where it's like, yes, indoctrinated, reached a certain way, has big influences around her, is trying to do what she thinks is best for her children. But not only does she have internet access, how many freaking times do you think a social worker has met with her? Countless. Yeah. Like over this whole, like all the criminal proceedings yeah, and I, everything. Well, many think, outside sources have tried to. I think she can, I think she can keep her faith and still leave Josh. Mm hmm. But I think that's a very naive idea because I don't understand how the ILP works. And maybe she can't. Maybe she can't keep her faith and leave Josh. Like, 
she might have to choose between the two and that's all she knows and that's her whole community and her entire family what does what does the church believe about like good christian believing people who aren't in the church like are they like the westboro baptist church where they're like the only people getting to heaven are this group of like 90 of us that I don't, I don't think it's as intense as the West Bower Church. I know they, they, I know like just from what I've heard, like the girls talk about is like, they were legitimately told like, if they don't wear skirts below their knees for every activity, they go to hell. Mm-hmm. Like there's, like there's no, there's no gray area. It's is like, there any way for her to leave the church's influence, but still practice her beliefs of wearing long skirts I, and that's what i don't know loving that, jesus because I, I i haven't heard anybody have a story of where they left they they decided to make like i mean like look at jill the daughter jill who was in the documentary mm-hmm. she's made some pretty drastic choices and changes but she can no longer participate with her family or the or the group anymore yeah so i don't i don't know and i know there's plenty of people that leave a faith and still hold strong to some of the beliefs and practices but don't associate themselves with that group anymore mm-hmm. but i don't think i don't think that's how that works with them i think you i don't think you can associate with them anymore okay. and i'm sure they would make i'm like again i don't want to stand up for her because it's it's also like she's a grown adult with i think six kids now like whose children were in danger so yeah whose like, children you, were in danger by her being and having him in the house yeah. yes and like what he did there's no like I don't I feel like that that is up th- there's just no like reasoning with it. There's no excusing it. There's no like it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. It was. It is that bad. It just is. And so like I I know I don't I don't like I I I hate trying to sympathize with her but it's like it's hard for me to grasp that somebody could have that understanding of what their husband did and still try to act like they're in they 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 think it's best to stay with them do you know what i mean for those who might not know what he did where i'm assuming anybody that's listening to this segment i'll like timestamp everything in the description but in the past i mean i feel like everybody knows at this point like if they have any interest in the past he had inappropriately inappropriately touched his sisters and other children to uh babysitters okay yes and then most recently, a couple of years ago, he was found with a bunch of child porn on his computer. Um, well, he well between those two things is when he got caught on Ashley Madison. Yes. The Ashley Madison is a website for people who are looking to have affairs. He was found the, on there. The whole purpose of it is to have an affair. Yes. Their whole tagline is life is short, have an affair. Um, that's how he lost his job because he worked for the very conservative group protect the family or yeah. like what's family it called? council something like something that. yeah and their whole thing is very much like we have to stop gay marriage because it's going to end family that kind of thing mm-hmm. and his whole thing was like i'm obsessed with family family's important to me i look at all the kids i have i love my wife we got married at 17 years old turns out he was an absolute fraud like an absolute fraud yeah. and humiliated his wife humiliated his wife who still stood by him mm-hmm. and then his family slowly let them back in because it devastated his entire family. Yeah. And then, and like, there was no, that he couldn't say like, I didn't do that. Like it was, it was out there. 
And then the CP stuff came out that mm-hmm. he had it on his work computer. And then that was the other sad thing was like to find out Anna had all of these restrictions on his computers to watch what he did constantly. Mm-hmm. Who was her? Like, I just, I'm like, girl, run. Well, and the run. fact that he like with so many eyeballs on him and oh a history of this kind of stuff and he couldn't even resist the urge to participate in this nasty nasty horrible stuff at his workplace yeah. like it's it's evil like i feel like it's even evil. people it's, it's yeah, evil. i feel like even people who are like i have an addiction whatever i feel like the evil takes it like a step further to be like yeah no like it's, i feel like someone that has an addiction really yeah but like people that have like an addiction are able to like live within like the safeguards that people who love them have put around them you know yeah like and, and like they like might not be happy who, about it people who have yeah no people who have addiction and are um, like and acknowledge their addiction try hard every day to be a better person than the addiction like Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day about this and he was just like and we weren't talking about Josh Duggar we're talking about somebody else but he was just like you know as somebody who goes to these meetings and actually tries to better myself and doesn't want to participate in this active addiction I have. It's not the same as Josh. It's something else. But he's like, to see men like this other person we were talking about who put on the front that they're doing those things, but behind closed doors, they're not making any changes, makes them look bad as well. It makes him look mm-hmm. bad too, because it's like, he's associated with the group I'm in, goes to the same meetings with me, sits in the same room with me, and turns out like, he doesn't care. Like, he doesn't care to change. He doesn't care to be better. Mm-hmm. And that's, the category Josh Jim Bob Duggar is in. I don't know if his middle evil. name is Jim Bob. I'm just Are, evil. Okay. And just like to put a little bow on the Duggar stuff. Are the kids J names because Jim Bob is a J name? Is it like in honor because he leads the family? I think so. I think, I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I think they probably were originally going to do like, well, no, because their second boy is John David. And that's, I guess those are two Bible names combined. I don't know. That's a good question. And not one if, I remember ever. If I ever, into. if I ever meet the man. Oh, I, I would never. I After, oh, after I man. punch him in the face, I will ask him. I wonder if I could quickly Google. Why do the Duggar children? Well, and like that's the whole point of the documentary called Shiny Happy People is like that group's whole point is to look like you're, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm. After giving the three kids, after giving the first three children names that start with J, Michelle and Jim Bob didn't want their other 16 kids to feel left out. God bless. Once we, again. I mean, thank goodness they didn't start with like Zoe and Zach. Right? Like, that think, would be really difficult. Yeah. If if they've made one good choice in their whole life, it's sticking it with, the J, stick with the J. I feel like the J names probably bore them the most fruit. Well, and then um, Josh named all his kids M names. They're all M's. Mackenzie, Michael, some... Marcus, Maribel, and I can't think of the other two, but they're all M names. Quick question that I also can't answer. Can you name like the first five presidents of the United States? 
Uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. That is as far as I got. Yeah. And I think Jefferson's the third, and I only know that from Hamilton. No, I thought he was the second. Yeah, he's the second. No, because it's John Adams. Oh, John Adams. I only know from Hamilton, where it's like John Adams. Yeah, he he got sick and only served one term. Um, so John, so okay, so George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Michelle Obama. I don't know. Yeah, I was like nothing else matters really until. Lincoln, right? Or yeah, or so, and then there's Lincoln, and then you jump to like Reagan. No, th- no, you jump to JFK, Reagan, and then then you jump straight to Monica Lewinsky. Yes, and then George W. Bush, Obama, and Biden. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> but Josh Duggar's kids' names in birth order are Mackenzie. <laughs> Michael, listen. I mean, uh, I couldn't answer it either. But here I am, where I'm like, yeah. okay, the Jonas Brothers had a bodyguard that they wanted to make it into a rapper yeah. in 2008. Bodyguard, and... Rob, not to be confused with Robin Big from the other show. And the the lyrics, as I recall, were, "I'm the kind of guy yeah. that likes to bounce. I'm the kind of guy that has a pet mouse." If if my memory serves correctly. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so that. That's really disgusting. The Duggars. No, the Duggars are. I mean, it is. It is a dark, dark tale. Yes. Um. At this point in the segment, I want in the segment. I wanted to do a segment on our uh, internet hyperfixations to try to lead us into, um, eight passengers. Did you want to ask some of my questions? People brought in. Oh, yes. I. There were a couple of them. So, Stephanie works at works at a morgue is a mortician i'm a mortician i'm a funeral director yeah i was like what is the proper name i have a degree in mortuary science i'm a mortician mortician um but i'm just worried about zoom like cutting this off again but this is good content that the people want to know okay i do want to hear do you have a mortician story i'll tell you about a stupid thing i did i told on my instagram story so you probably know it I did something super, super, super stupid the other day. Oh, I remember and I loved it. It's the dumbest, I, stupidest girl in the world. Um, I was helping a family with their arrangements and mom died. We'll call mom, we'll, we'll call mom Beth. Beth dies. Beth, Beth is not married. And her parents had died already. And they had bought in a plot for her for Beth, her brother, and his wife. So there was three plots empty by mom and dad. But the three plots were all under dad's name, who is now dead. So technically, Beth doesn't have a spot. So we needed somebody to sign over the rights to that plot saying Beth could be buried there. So I call the cemetery, and they're like, yeah, we see her, her dad's name was Charles. We see Charles's plots. Um, but Beth's name isn't on one specifically. So we need her brother, Corey, to call to fill out this paperwork to transfer the ownership to her. And he needs to sign to say that she gets to be buried there. And like my feminist rage took over hearing that this man had to sign the paperwork for Mar- for Beth. And I said, why can't Beth sign the paperwork? And the cemetery representative says, 
because Beth is dead. And I was like, I feel like you're just giving me excuses. Like you're just. It's 2023, you losers. Get with the freaking program. Like, we don't really, live in a in patriarchal this, society anymore. Really, Let her sign. In this day and age, you're going to make her brother sign for her? And she was like, I have never felt so stupid in my entire life. And that lady was so nice about it. She's like, well, because Beth is dead. <laughs> it's like, and? like Make it, it, just, make it happen. You're, you're just causing problems where there aren't any. Yeah. I don't be think Beth would want a man to speak for her. Never yeah, knew a I, woman. But. You know what? I spent some time with Beth this morning and she's not into the idea. <laughs> oh so I'll, and, never, yeah. I'll never get over your job. Never, ever, that, ever. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever done. We did something really sweet the other day. Your viewers, this, this is a good story. We had somebody call in and we do something called ID views where we won't embalm the person, but they're not casketed. They're on a dressing table and we put them in a hospital gown and they like, have a, a quilt over them up to their shoulders and like a pillow under their head. Just kind of like they're tucked in bed and people can come spend like 10 minutes with their loved one. And it's part of our packet. We don't charge for it or whatever. And we get a call from somebody and it's this man's grandson. And he's like, you have my grandfather and I need to do a private viewing ID view before his dog his dog needs closure and needs to say goodbye and so we set this man up man up in our visitation room and he brings the dog in and the dog's like freaking out before he goes into the room and he goes into the room and he just like jumps up there and just like sniffs around him and just like licks his like like shoulder that you get to and just like starts kind of whimpering and then just like backs off and it's like ready to go and it was like it was was beautiful like it was I was so happy and it was like a really really old man and I could just imagine like this man with his little lap dog that just they just hung out all day together and then he died and his grandson was like he just the dog needs closure he needs to say goodbye and it was beautiful I I am the least like animal minded person on the planet like anyone that meets me would go like "Mm, yeah she's not an animal person and that even tugged at my one solitary heartstring. Like it even was, that story has made me go. It was super sweet. Maybe dog ownership is worth it. The connection. It was super, super sweet. And it was nice that his grandson like noticed that about the dog. Yeah. But a little yeah. sweetie. My goodness. Well, I don't even know where we go from there. That was too heartfelt. Thanks for listening today, guys. Just kidding. We're not done. Dang it. Um, okay. Now I just got the Zoom. Are you running out of time? No, we're not. Um, okay. Anyway, um, okay. It is now time for us to talk about the eight passengers. I wanted us to like lead into this, being like, "What are our internet hyperfixations?" And like, eight as passengers. I'm like, eight oh. passengers is really like the answer that was going to. I think, I think eight passengers was like my first real hate follow. Yeah. Like I, the the first people I checked in every every week to see how much I hated them still. I feel like a fake fan because all this drama has been happening about them, but like I didn't really realize. So for those who might not be familiar, so Eight Passengers was a um, YouTube family vlogging family. They were in Utah. They are members of the Mormon faith. Um, They made like a huge part of what they did. Yeah, like like their religion, like they weren't ever trying to like hide it or anything. Like there were Eight Passengers. They made it like a part of their content. Yeah. And um, and they were both very like extreme and i took a 
uh like attention to them in the beginning because so it's ruby and kevin frankie are the people who are the heads of this family the mom and dad husband and wife and kevin was my husband alex's grad school professor like um so alex is a civil engineer so kevin was like the head of the civil engineer engineering department at byu and so like alex's like grad school years i think that there were like six people in his little graduating class for his master's so it was like kevin and like these like six kids kids i mean alex was 26 and a dad at this point and these six kids these young guys um just you know my husband who was a dad at that point um and but like alex would spend so much time with him and alex would like tell me because i worked already in like influencer marketing and he'd be like oh yeah my um my professor frankie's wife like is some kind of vlogger and like has like this channel or like she'll he'll always talk about like oh my wife owns a business and the business is like vlogging whatever and like back in the day they were like two small potatoes for me to get um i like i worked for seven peaks the water park and i would like get influencers for them and i was like oh they're two like small potatoes for us like but I would like tune into some of their videos and be like, oh, this is kind of weird. And what's funny is, is like Kevin had our wedding invitation. And as their vlog like picked up in popularity, people would tell us all the time, like Alex is like little cousins or something that would like watch vlogs all the time. They'd be like, you are in the background of the eight passengers video because like our wedding invitation was in the background of his office or something. I've only met him like three times. Anyway um went to like their very weird christmas party but it's only weird in hindsight when i like reflect based on the information that we now know anyway that was a side note so eight passengers ruby and kevin and kevin frankie kevin byu professor ruby just a vlogger comes from like a famous vlogging family like she has a couple siblings that do it ellie and jared is they were bigger than the eight passengers right I don't know. Maybe they were at one point. Eight passengers blew up because they got so like, crazy with um, but disciplining their children. Yes. Was kind of like where that came about. Yes. So they have these six children. The oldest, Sherry, which by the way, how did they end up on this pronunciation of Shari? I don't know. I think it's her sister's name. Isn't it her sister's name? I don't know, but every single time I see it written, it's to me it's Shari, S H A R I. But anyway, their oldest is Sherry, and she's probably what twenty one now, at least. Yeah, yeah. She's in and college. Then, yeah. Then the ages ranged, um, where they basically had a kid what every two or three years, probably. Yeah. Um, roughly. And then, like the second oldest was Chad who had a lot of behavioral issues, aka normal teenage boy preteen behavior, especially if you're like under the thumb of like very controlling parents. I remember there was an episode where they made him um, drop out of the football team because they felt like he enjoyed it too much. Yes. They literally were like, he- You're putting other things before your family. Yeah, you, he, he spent too much time doing it and he enjoyed it too much. So they felt like he wasn't focused on like I don't I, I can't imagine I can't I how many parents would love for their child to like 
join some kind of organization like a football team and be welcomed and make friends and love it and have a reason to like get up in the morning and go to school and and they saw him doing that with football so they took it from him Mm -hmm. and i i they're wild like the like there's no the reasoning behind that makes zero sense she also would film herself doing like really weird thing like there was that vlog where sherry needed to go to the hospital did you see that one sherry was super sick and needed to go to the hospital and the doctor was like you need to take her to the er i think she had like appendicitis or something and ruby didn't want to go so she cleaned her bathroom she took a long shower she stalled because she didn't want to go to the hospital while her daughter's downstairs like in pain the woman's nuts and nuts. like they subscribe to this really, really crazy strict, like spare the rod, spoil the child type parenting yes. rules. Yes. And it seems like especially Ruby is the one, but I mean like the dad went along with it for the most part until recently. Yeah, they had that one Christmas where their two youngest didn't get any gifts at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like they're babies, like they're seven and five year olds. Yeah. Because they felt like they were too selfish. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? She's five. Like they're supposed to be selfish. There's like, a video of the youngest not being able to go to preschool because she's such a terror when you wake her up in the morning and she doesn't have the discipline to wake herself up in the morning. And I told her, if you don't wake yourself up in the morning, you're not going to go. So the next morning she didn't wake herself up. So she woke up and said, when am I going to preschool? And I said, you slept through preschool. You're not going. You don't get to go to preschool. Yeah. And then and she goes, oh, and then, you know, the next day she woke up and she woke up on time and she went to preschool. And then Sherry's in the background going like, she didn't wake up. I woke her up. And then Ruby's like, what? And she goes, yeah, yeah. she was going to sleep through preschool. And then there's other clips where like their seven-year-old the or whatever. Forgot the lunch. Is that what you're Yeah. Doing yeah. Uh, she got a text from the teacher saying that she was in kindergarten, had forgotten her lunch. And the kids are all in charge of packing their own lunches and getting them in their backpack and going to school. And so she's like, could you bring her something? And Ruby's like, no. She, she And she's like, and, do, and she told the teacher, don't give her any snacks either. Mm-hmm. And this what? is like, these are not little like dark things that people are digging up on the internet. No, on no, them. no, these are things no, she posts. Proudly. Like they're making vlogs yes. like, like. She edits um, and posts them yeah, and like Julie's, advertises them. Like Julie's bad choices. And it's like. Julie didn't put away her tampon box. Like, let's like shame her online or whatever. Like, that's not a real example, but like things like that. Like, and there was like one where she was talking about shaving her armpits or legs or something. And then the daughter's like, please don't film this. And the mom's like, no, we film our lives. She took herself, she took, she filmed her buying her daughter her first bra and put it online. That's so gross. And so then, like, the most extreme thing that they did was chad is their second oldest and is like a little troubled when like but when they explain like the trouble that he was it's like he was disrespectful and he was sarcastic and he would um put himself and his friends before his family but like he was what 14 when he was, all this like, happened 14, he's a teenage boy yeah so they said that their only choice after weighing all their options was to send him to the Anasazi, am I pronouncing this correctly? Yeah, Anasazi camp. Anasazi camp. I took a screenshot earlier of how much this camp costs. Stephanie, will you please explain what happens at this camp? So Anasazi is one of those like um 
Troubled teen camps. Troubled teen camps. Like a lot of kids get sent to this place because they are like in dangerous situations or they're making dangerous choices. Mm-hmm. And it's like this very drastic measure to take to get them out of those things. Um, Renona, Renona Ryder's daughter um, famously went to Anasazi and Renona Ryder's like a huge like contributor to Anasazi. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. There was another writer. R- Renona Judd. Renona Judd. I was like, I am shocked by this information. Like someone runs around with Johnny Depp in the 90s and thinks that they know it all about troubled teens. Yeah. No, not Renona Ryder. Um, R- uh, Renona Judd. Okay. Um, so that is exciting. Because you got so excited. I'm like, it can't be the right Renona because it's not that exciting. Um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they send their kids to this camp and the idea is like, it grounds them and like, it's supposed to like boost their confidence, which I feel like football was probably doing for him. That's why he liked it so much, but what do I know? Um, and teach them like life skills, but I don't know what kind of life skills you learn by hiking, tens of miles a day in the middle of nowhere and yeah. like that's and, the deal they don't tell you when you're going home you have no idea when you're yeah. going home and stephanie no you're saying camp are they doing crafts all day are they learning archery are they no. going horseback riding they literally do nothing but hike they just hike they and sleep they hike. on the floor like they and aren't they just kind of dropped there with like you have a knife figure out your food, figure out your everything. Yes. So Anasazi, like you have to learn, like you have to earn the materials to make a fire. Like you have to earn the materials to dig a hole to poop in. Like if you don't earn earn those materials, then you're shit out of luck. Oh, sorry. I swore again. Um, Horrible. Like I have it on good report. Like I know for a fact that if you're there over the holidays for Christmas, like you get an orange, like that's, that is your like, that is that is it. You're not the families aren't allowed to send gifts or anything. Insane. So But like which is what is what is even crazier, Mary, is Anasazi is one of the more accredited ones. One of the more like mm-hmm. regulated, mm-hmm. it's legit. Whereas there are hundreds more that aren't that way that do basically the same thing, but don't have the repertoire that Anasazi does of like, like the protections for children. Yes, because I can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to about the the send your kids away camps. Mm-hmm. Well, and no, I so I had to like block the term on um on TikTok. I think the hashtag was like troubled teen or something mm-hmm. because like I watched one girl's stories and then I was like, oh my gosh, I like this is too much for me. Um. And the stories are just so dark and, like, the things that, like, these girls have to go through. Well, and, and again, back to, like, the Duggar thing, it preys on parents' fears. Yeah. It preys on the idea that, like, you're losing your child. They're going to run away and you'll never see him again. Your, your daughter's going to start being a prostitute. Like, give them to us. We'll reconnect them with God. Yeah. And it's such, like, it's a money grab. It's terrible. They, they're feeding off parents who are in the most desperate situation mm-hmm. who probably don't have the money to do it. Yeah, and, and I, 
I think about it too, because like those camps are $600 a day, at least like this one that we're talking about, $600 oh, a, a day. It's a privileged kid thing too. Yeah. Yes, and the, um, the stays are like 10 to 12 weeks is what I saw. At least like Chad's was like 10 to 12 weeks. So $600 yeah. a day, 10 to 12 weeks. Don't know the math, but I do know the old songs did Jonas Brothers lyrics or whatever old words. I mm-hmm. can't do the math though, but, and I mean, I, I mean, I'm not sympathizing with Kevin and Ruby here. No, they had to send their son to that. Yeah, that was. And I'm and I'm not even sympathizing with any parent that sends their kid to one of these camps because, as a mom, I could never like imagine doing that. But like, I think all the time. Um, I don't know if anybody else did this, but a couple months ago, I got really sucked into the world of Teen Mom on tiktok because there was this girl that was doing amazing analysis of each she has girl the cup. She holds yeah. The cup. yeah she holds a cup as her microphone and she was doing amazing analysis girl by girl doing like 30 part series yeah where like i learned everything about them and the one about Love janelle the janelle really sent me for a spin as a mother of two girls but i was so, just thinking like janelle said, could not listen, be the reason kesha's the reason she got the feathers in her hair Yes. Okay, she knows the lyrics to every one of her songs. They're like so good go seats. There's such good seats. That's re- literally the reason she has the feathers in her hair. And that's why she had to go to jail instead of serving um, what was it? Uh, community service because she had to go to the concert. So she'd rather literally go to prison. God bless Janelle. I feel like I've been saying that a lot tonight. But Janelle is Jan- okay, I-, I watched that show religiously and when I got married, I made my husband watch it. And when Janelle's parts would be out, like he would be, he would be upset for days about Janelle's behavior. Like mm-hmm. he would be like, I just can't stop thinking about the Janelle's choices right now. And I'm like, yeah. babe, she's not our problem. Like, <laughs> but like I was watching it really thinking like, okay, well, nobody prepares you for this. Like, what do you do if you have a troubled, will not listen? And I mean, I was a crazy teenager for a, a bit of my teenage years. Like I, I had my go, but like, what do you do if you have one of these like crazy won't listen to anything just gets into trouble over and over and over again so i understand how some parents could potentially fall victim to these predatory camps like we will you give us your daughter you give us an insane amount of money and we will change your daughter and you'll have your your daughter back no it's it's very predatory behavior on i would say 99 percent of the parents yes but in the case of kevin and ruby Sending their boy who it went was there for content. For his- it was for content. Content and just for like, look how strict we are. I think she's disturbed. She's super disturbed. Well, she's joined a cult now. Can we yes. talk about that? Yeah. So that has led us to. Oh, and then one more part of Ruby Frankie that we have to put. I'm going to intercut the clip in here right now. Um, everything that you need to know about Ruby Frankie is said in this one clip that i'm going to play for us all right now she went to her daughter's performance at school it was a flash oh mob God. at an elementary school this and, story. and they were playing the song apple bottom jeans boots with the fur um as just a quick part of the flash mob an appropriate part of the song and it has led us to this i will now play the clip I'm so angry. I could scream. So I went in and I had an appointment with the principal. She said, um, you know, what, what can I help you with today? And I, I said, I have a concern about, about the TikTok dances. And she said, 
she said every um she said in the fall semester and in the spring semester we need to have a performance a flash mob is a great way to get it in it's efficient if the kids love it they have fun with it and um, they are able to check off their performance for their grade i said my problem is the choice of songs and she says well all the songs were approved by me the teacher put together a list of songs and she gave them to me and i approved them and i said okay so you approved this song that has all of these lyrics in it and she says, well, we're not singing, we're not dancing to those lyrics. It's just a portion. And she says, I, I think it's really great because um, I actually really like it because um, Smith's used it in their commercial. It's part of pop culture. It's all over the place. And I said, so your standard, what you um, allow in your school is pop culture, what the kids really like and what shows up in commercials. That's your standard. Yes. Yes. That's what, that's what I, if it's agreeable to the public at large, then it's okay in the school. And I said, that's really disappointing. That is so disappointing because... I would hope that the principle where my kids go to school, the standard would be um, morality. And she says, well, what's moral for you isn't going to be moral for other parents. You know, you're complaining about this song, but I've got 30 other parents that just think it's wonderful. And I said, it's what's moral according to God. Even the section that's there is still seductive and lustful. I said, a 12-year-old, 13-year-old may not realize it, but you and I as women know that that's seductive. And I'm looking at the assistant principal who's a man, and he's just got his head down like this. And I'm like, you know what? I can see you're not open to hearing my feedback. And she says, well, you know, if Julie wants to get out of the class, um, I'm totally fine making adjustments. Whatever would make Julie feel comfortable, I'm open to doing. I will, um, if she doesn't want to participate, that's fine. And I said, I, you're missing the whole point of why I'm here. I am not here for anyone's comfort, including my daughter's. I'm not here to make her comfortable. Of course she can move classes, not because you said so, but because I said so. I'm the parent. You are not protecting them. You are not protecting them. You are introducing them to to the world and you're saying it's okay you're saying that you support this i didn't cry in there i was i was very strong and sour but now i am crying and i said i said in the end you're not going to answer to those 30 parents who think this is a good idea and you're not going to answer to me who is telling you this is wrong i said you will answer for what you brought into the school and expose these children to and she says, yeah, yeah, I will. I'm fine with it. I am 100% fine with what I've chosen. I'm like, that's sick. They looked over. <laughs> and the assistant principal, who's a man, and he's got his head down like this. He won't make eye contact with me. And I look at the woman. She can't, she can't have been more than 25 years old. She was just a young, young, young girl. This young adult. Her face, her face was just full of pain. I, could, I felt like she heard what I was saying, but she wasn't in a position to, I don't think she'd ever seen anyone hold her principal accountable. I don't know if anyone's ever gone in and held that principal accountable. She is, she is evil for her to have a parent come straight at her and tell her how evil this is. And I, and she says, she said, you could go in and, um, you could go in, of course not today. And she's talking with a smile on her face like this, like you could go in and listen to the class. Of course not today. Um, today wouldn't work. Um, but you could come in, we could set it up for next week or after spring break. Why don't we do that? Would you like that? And I said, I said, if I went into that classroom, I'd probably be fine with everything I see. The problem is you are not reading between the lines. Those girls are going home. And they're looking up the rest of the lyrics to these songs you're hooking them into. They're dancing to the song. They, they've got it in their head and they want to know the rest of it. And they're looking it up. You're okay with them looking up the rest of the lyrics to this song? It's explicit. It's disgusting. You're okay with that. Well, every, everything's got nasty. And I said, that's not true. There is so much good in dance. There is so much good in music. You don't have to stoop to this pop culture level to entertain your children. You're not interested in teaching them. You're, you're, you're interested in entertaining them. 
Disgusting. It's inexcusable. I... I stood up and I said, I, I can see we're going in circles. I can see that you're not open to hearing me. I can see that you don't care. And I can see that if I'm going to raise my children with people looking out for them, I will have to do it myself. I cannot count on their teachers. I cannot count on their principal. To look out for my kids. Oh, this is so exciting. I, I suspected that I would get into my but I had no idea how aggressive and mean and evil. And you guys, I don't live in, like, a real crazy city. I live in, uh, like... A quite conservative little city where people think they're safe. Oh. Real quick, I'm really sorry that that sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's just like a video that I ripped from TikTok and then held my phone up to my podcasting microphone. Um, so yes, only the best audio quality from the I Just Want to Chat podcast as per usual. Okay, on with the show. Okay. That clip is wild. It is. It, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. I don't think Apple jo- Bottom Jeans Boots of the Fur deserves that kind of. Um, Put some respect on Flowrider's name. Like for reals, like really. The only gonna, time we'll ever respect Florida. Um. It it's um. It's a really good example of how she believes. Like she really truly believes her thought process and her line of thinking is the absolute correct. There's no strain from it. There's no nuance. Nuance isn't a real word. There's no black and white or there's no gray. It's all black and white. She is correct. And if you are not on the same wavelength and the same opinions on everything she has, you are, what's the word she uses in her cult all the time? Not speaking the truth. You're deceived. Oh, yes. You're being deceitful. You're You're not truthful. You're not truthful. And so like, if I was to say, well, an edited version of that song, I don't see the issue of kids doing a flash mob at a high school for 12 seconds of that song. I am deceitful. I am deceiving myself and everyone around me, and I'm trying to bring all the children into my evil lair. In the clip, like you just heard her say, like, she goes to the office, she's talking to the principal, and the principal is like, what's inappropriate to you isn't inappropriate to these other parents. Like, I think it's appropriate. These other parents think it's appropriate. And she just straight up says, like, it's not what's appropriate to me or to you. It's what's appropriate to God. Like, could you imagine walking into a public school? Like, having any, like, I mean, be as religious as you want within reason. But, like, be religious. Of course, I'm religious, you know? But, like, thinking that your religion applies to anybody, even if you're in Utah, talking to a fellow Mormon, I'm sure, they gave her the option to pull her child from the flash mob and that wasn't enough she didn't want any children listening to that song she decided that no children should be listening mm-hmm. or dancing or anything to that song and it's like and the part where it's like oh well it's like it's in the smith's commercial it's pop culture and she goes you want to teach these kids pop culture blah 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 it's like they don't God. have to. It's all around them. Yeah, no, so, so this... she joined She joined a cult with a, a woman. What is her name? Oh, yeah. I should pull up her name because, yeah, let's get into the connections part. So they're in this. They started this cult called Connections. And since she's, big, since she's joined the cult, her children have all left her. Her adult children do not speak to her anymore. Her husband filed for divorce. 
Her adult children. So I think that's a Sherry and yeah, Chad her, at this point. Her adult children do not talk to her anymore. We have uh, reason to believe that she still has the younger children, correct? I mean, she doesn't show them anymore because she decided to stop YouTubing the kids because... She was just making a custody case was, stronger for Kevin. It was teaching them that they are the center of the world and that they can act this way because she's going to post it online and this and that. And like, I don't think you should be vlogging with your children, but those aren't the reasons I think so. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think so the be- woman that she collaborates with is this woman named Jody Hildebrandt. Jody. Jody is one of the top 10 most terrifying people I've seen online. And I've seen a lot of things online. I grew up um, during the early 2000s with online access. Mm-hmm. She's one of the most terrifying things I've seen online. She is, yeah, they're they're very much like, I do, how do you even explain it, Mary, without like showing? I, I mean, to... I I took some screenshots to reference back to. So what they do, so Jody, I the story as I've been able to gather is that. <laughs> Ruby found Jody's programs, got very into Jody's connections programs. And when we say connections, you have to realize that they're spelling the word connections with an X. That that's an important, important important part of the story. They're spelling it with an X connections. Um, She found the connections program, got very, very into it. And then Jody has kind of like adopted Ruby as like a spokesperson because Ruby had a platform. That's what I've gathered. Yes. Yes. That's correct. And then she convinced Ruby to get rid of her platform. Yes. Stop blogging or stop blogging. And has convinced Ruby that all the people who have um, stepped away from Ruby is because they are being deceived. Yes. Again, just like we talked about with the Duggars, where they're taught that people are going to come, like, rise up against their faith and them as a people. And then when people started saying, hey, Doug's a, uh, not Doug, um, Josh is a bad person, that is them doing what the cult leaders told them forever that was going to happen, that people are going to say this about us. Mm-hmm. And that, it, do you know what I mean? It's the exact, it's the same, it's the same, like, is it would you call that gaslighting? Like, what is that? Where it's like, it's it's just delusion. It's just it's, delusion in yeah. lies made up. And like these people know that they're lying. These people don't believe what they're saying. Like they have, and I mean, like they've gone full on. Like they're not even trying to hide like homophobia or anything no. or racism or transphobia oh, or no. anything. Like not they're making straight up videos sitting on their little couch oddly close to each other just by the way sitting very close to each other on this big couch and they'll just talk about how like the trans agenda and abortion and all these things and like you have to protect your home and like did you see the one about immigration no oh yikes yikes yikesers no it's bad it's it's and again, they speak in a in a circle of being like, I speak truth. Anything if so if you question what I speak, you are automatically speaking falsehoods. Mm-hmm. If you question what I speak, you're automatically 
being deceitful. Yes. Um, instead of like any type of conversation, or again, like the word nuance, there's none of that with them. Mm-hmm. There's none. And so again, like when her kids step away, they've been deceived. It's not her problem. It's not mm-hmm. her problem because she is speaking truth. It is an absolute insane cult. I already told Mary that I got into the cult Facebook group. And um, it's a dark place, my friends. It's a dark place. I'm on the inside. I found an incredible screenshot on the eight passengers Reddit. Because also I have to say like, so this is a story I'm like always in and out on. And it's funny because like, I mean, my whole entire life is like caring about what influencers do. And I wish I could like dive into all of my influencer interests more but just like it's a weird gray area for me because it's also like what I work in but I I tell my husband all of these stupid stories about influencer drama that I'm into and he just like he does not care but this one he'll always like sit down he'll be like please tell me please tell me everything so I should follow this a lot closer just to bring my marriage closer together yeah it's something you guys can share yeah, it would be great. Um, so we could like keep deception out of our house and just focus on truth of yes. the passengers. But anyway, I found this post on the Reddit, and somebody in the connections Facebook group says, "Have you done Botox?" And the author slash admin of connections, who we have to assume is Jody, because this isn't a big group on Instagram. They no. have fifteen hundred followers. No, and, it's a very small group. And their videos and stuff, you click on it. And the comments, it will say like view four comments and you click on it, it says no comments. That means that there were four comments deleted. So they're, they're not getting positive comments either here. Um, it says, have you done Botox? And Jody slash whoever is writing this says, I have not had any Botox. It's called living in truth, the complexion of truth. So they just have like fun little views on ev- that. Everything's like that. Yeah. Everything's like that. Instead of being like, no, I don't have Botox. And it's immediately saying people that do get Botox, they are deceitful. Yeah. And I mean, if any of you guys are listening to this and going like, you know what? These connections, ladies might have it, uh, might have something right. Um, Do I have news for you? There are services that you could buy from them. Um, If you want to, one, buy their base package, which is called Transform Your Pain into Joy, Empowering Joy. You can... Join the Empowering Joy community live on Zoom Zoom every Saturday from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. So you're giving up your Saturday mornings to Zoom. You also get 24-7 access to the Connections Digital Library, which includes 50-plus videos of Jody's live training sessions, retreats, and self-care digital course for $21 a month. You could become a member now. For number two, you could choose the life you want to have and join a men or women's team. Um, and then you could like meet with these people. It's uh, $75 a week with a three month commitment. Um, or you can get some uh, one-on-one training with Jody to exchange your confusion for clarity. Um, and that's $181 a session. Um, what was I going to say about Oh, dang, I lost my train of thought. I'm really good at podcasts. We are talking about the first tier. What was on the first tier again? Basically just like access to a group. Oh, the, no, they said change your pain into joy. Yes, transform. If I had a, transform. 
If I had a dollar for every influencer who said they can help you transform your pain into joy, your girl would not be working on a funeral home right now. I'd be living large. What is that? What is with people, once they get a certain amount of followers, they're like, okay, I have the secret of life, you guys. Like, any trauma you have, I can make it something that you, I can help you turn it to joy. What? I think I have a theory that once any influencer reaches the 175K range of influencing, mm-hmm. they have three options, three routes they could take. They can have a baby. They can build or uh, refurbish a home, or they can start an online, or they can start an online digital course. I just, I don't know. There are any three of- routes you may take. I don't know any other group of people that use that phrase, "turn your joy, your pain into joy." I see a therapist regularly with a PhD. The man has never said those words to me ever because he's not i don't know what you're talking about what if like are we supposed to believe that bad horrible traumatic things have happened to you aren't just great and if they're if you're letting them hold you back you to make that joy it's up to you to make that joy do you want this terrible thing happen to you to actually be good pay me money i will tell you to go on a walk in the mornings and journal and now, you know, losing your grandma in that terrible car accident is that best thing that's ever happened to you. Have you tried meditating? Yeah, meditating. Have you tried them- focusing on the positive? Focus on the positive. Have you tried... Them- Wait. Have you tried to live your truth? And to own your truth? Perhaps? Stand, stand in your truth. No, you got to. You have to stand in your truth. You have to own it, then you have to stand in it. I don't know if this interests you, but I, for $400 um, for a Zoom session, I will teach you how to live authentically. And that would yeah. probably not only solve all your personal problems, but also give you a very successful business. If you've been trying yeah. to, um, if you've been trying to like really win big at your Monet. Uh, yeah. No, if you pay me $1,600. I, I, I have a course, I have a, I have a PowerPoint I made that I can send you about, um, you know, like just being real, like just being your most authentic self. For $2,800, we can go on a, um, retreat up in Midway, Utah, and we get just like all bunk bed up it up in an Airbnb And I'll have the cost- for the morning breakfast. I will have the croissant sandwiches from Costco, and then Chicken you're gonna salad. you're gonna bring your um, bullet journal to yeah. to my course in the afternoon, and we're gonna talk about living authentically, so you can finally get out of your own way. Yeah, and own your and life. then and then we're gonna get matching hoodies, but you have to pay an extra seventy five dollars. Yes, that say um, strong girls, mm-hmm. and we all we all wear those strong girl hoodies. Be real. Be, be truthful real find the joy strong find the joy. strong mama strong. i have two words for you i'm I'll gonna use... i you know what no for four thousand dollars i will teach you how to properly drink your water throughout the day oh thank I, you i i can help you make sure you get the water intake you need mm-hmm. the macros you gotta you gotta hit those macros you know what i mean you do. You gotta hit them. 
You got to you, you gotta get your, what are they called? Better greens. Is that what everyone takes now? Better days. Better days. You got to get that. You got to get on that. You got to get caffeine your... or without is caffeine a lie or is it a truth? Is you it helping what? to propel you towards your truth? Is is cat you know caffeine's deceitful. Caffeine is deceitful. That's why that's why the prophet told us not to partake. Okay. Mm. So for fifty thousand dollars, I can one get you on a clean diet. Okay. Two, that that price, now this is the real deal, Mary. That price comes with your own set of stones. Are they special, special moon charge stones? I was about to say, I like, are these like those affirmation rocks that people would make during COVID to leave on walking trails? Like, and, just, and like I'll, they're just I'll, painted? You throw in a Sharpie and you can write. You write are your strong. Joys on it. Yeah. You're, you're right, brave. Right. Brave mama, strong mama, smart mama, you know? And that's, that's all you're going to need to be successful in life. That's it. How what but, a deal. But if you heard these things and you're like, well, I'll be successful, I'm gonna do these things. No, you're wrong. You have to pay the money first. You have to show that you're committed. No, you're you not have... gonna be committed until you pay the money to this influencer. No, anyway, you, this you is want... the world's longest tangent and is inspired by real people. And the first step is you have to commit yourself. Yes. And how am I supposed to know you're in it to win it if you don't pay first? How would you yourself know if that you're yeah, in why it to would... win it? Why would I invest in you if you don't invest in you? Your Do you know what I mean? unconscious mind does pick up when you don't yeah. spend loads of money. Yeah, and it knows. The brain knows. represses trauma uh -huh. and it will repress that trauma until you pony up the bucks to yep. your favorite um, yep. sub 80K influencer. Anyway, what a journey. <laughs> uh everybody thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the artist one tap podcast i don't even know where we could take it from there so that's no that feels like a good ending i hope that made sense i hope people if i feel like there's a good chance that people weren't with us for the last four minutes there but if they are i as your gift if you listened to the end of this podcast um i'm gonna regret saying this later but like if you're within like the first like 20 people or so that messaged me this and say, Mary, who are you talking about? I get to send you some random examples. And the cool thing is, is if 20 of you guys message me, I could send you 20 different examples of boss babes on Instagram selling these scam courses. And I'm not talking about people with legitimate training. I'm not talking about people that have actual things to say. There's like a lot of women on there that say actual real things. And even if they don't have like the schooling behind them, I still think that they're like insightful. I'm not talking about those women. I am talking about actual scam artists. And I would mm -hmm. love to send you them accompanied with like a voice memo or two. Yeah. So, well, just, yeah. so just DM me. Um, DM her and Venmo me $2,000 and we'll show you who we're talking about. Well, Sheppy will show you her truth for $2,000. I'll show I you, show you, I'll show you literally anything for $2,000 actually. <laughs> now that we mention it if you want to anything you want to hear if you want to talk about truth yeah yeah sure yeah let's get let's get real right now let's let's do this i mean $2, like i'm gonna set the starting price for my truth at 20 bucks <laughs> and then and then we'll work up from there but anyway everybody thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the i just want to chat podcast i'm mary and i'm so glad that you came on and you listened today listen today listen to this today um, and I'm so grateful. 
that Sheppy was able to come on and be with us today, even though it was last minute. What an angel. Not only was it last minute, let me tell all of you. We were supposed to start this two and a half hours ago, and I had lost my headphones. And then once I found them, we started Zooming. I haven't paid for premium Zoom yet. We just relaunched the podcast last week. I had closed down my premium Zoom account. I haven't restarted it. I'm sorry. Um, so we had to stop and start this podcast three times. Uh, and she powered through it all like a freaking pro. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Both in you person me, and you virtually. You find me at the funeral home on University of Alvista. Maybe don't, don't, let's don't not plan for that. Yeah, don't come to my funeral home. I mean, unless you want to bring me a sandwich or something, that's cool. Um, but I'm there a lot. I'm at the funeral home. If I'm not at the funeral home, you can find me on a comedy stage. Um, or in my therapist office. Those are the three places I am most of all. I will be at House of Comedy in Scottsdale Wednesday night. And then I'm spending the weekend in Glendale, Arizona at Stir Crazy. I got four shows there. So I'm opening for, opening for Landry. He's a very, very funny man. So exciting. That made me laugh. Um, I wasn't laughing at you being on the stage. Just anytime anybody ever talks about being on a stage or being booked on a stage, I just automatically think, do you know what I'm about to talk about? Maybe. The, C- the Ciara versus Rihanna moment where Ciara oh. and Rihanna are in a virtual fight and Ciara says, you better not, you better hope that you don't see me on or off the stage. And Rihanna just says, good luck be- booking that stage you speak of. And I think of that every single time. So that's why I was laughing at you when you said, I'll be on stage. It's okay. I mean, Rihanna is terrified. I don't know why anybody would be in a fight with Rihanna. It's a losing battle. I don't know what Ciara was uh, thinking she was up to. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. You can find us on TikTok at at I Just Want to Chat podcast. You can find us on Instagram at I Just Want to Chat podcast. Um, And also, I I don't even know if there's going to be an ad on this episode. So let's just cut it off here. Okay. This does Venmo me instead. Venmo all of us instead. 2000 bucks for our troops and for the pod. Love you all. Bye.